Hello and welcome to Comic Book Herald's first edition of The Cates of Hell. This is a Thor number one review. Black Winter is coming. I'm your host, Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. Over on Comic Book Herald, we share all sorts of reading orders and guides to the Marvel Universe and beyond in the comics landscape. And today I'm talking about a very exciting launch of a new first issue in the Thor saga that began way back in the 60s, Silver Age, with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Going to be talking about this issue that came out as well as the Cates verse. Donnie Cates is a writer we'll be talking about today, and that's why this series is called The Cates of Hell. When comics writer Donnie Cates gets a chance at a Marvel series, he takes big shots and aims for at least one clear major hook to get readers on board. What if Thanos won? What if Loki was the Sorcerer Supreme? What if Peter Parker could talk to spiders. Okay, that last one's like half a joke, but it did happen. But the idea is Kate's excels as these balls to the wall, no cards left on the table, what-if style narratives seen through to completion. It's this approach that has generated an extremely compelling body of work across a wide variety of Marvel titles, from Thanos to Venom and now to Thor. This body of work has also increasingly set up Kate's as the godhead of Marvel Cosmic, a role that looks to continue in Thor. In many ways, Thor number one is actually three years in the making as the Kate's verse at Marvel builds upon itself in a style not dissimilar to what Jonathan Hickman did at Marvel from 2008 to 2016, only faster and with fewer data charts. Since the Kate's verse is so compelling and such an interconnected pocket universe, I can't help but take the debut of this new Thor number one as the chance to launch the Kate's of Hell, where I'll be reviewing all Donnie Kate's written books like Venom and Thor to explore connections, ideas, and Marvel Comics history. Today I'll be answering what's coming for Thor in 2020. What are the elements of the Kate's Marvelverse at play in Thor number one, and what comics should you check out to understand them better, and a little history about the first meeting between Thor and Galactus in Marvel's Silver Age, comics by Stanley the Manly and Jack King Kirby. Hey, if you like the CBH YouTube channel or podcast, please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing. You can find full Thor Venom and the complete Donny Kate's Marvel Universe reading orders on comicbookherald.com, and hey, spoilers for the discussed comics may follow. Thor number one follows in the wake of War of the Realms and the Jason Aaron written run of Thor that began in 2012 with Thor, God of Thunder, and ended in 2019 with King Thor, both drawn by Asad Ribich. Aaron's a truly worthy run in the Marvel pantheon, undeniably one of the top three Thor runs of all time and arguably second best. Walt Simonson's 80s work is still quite unimpeachably the GOAT. The highest degree of difficulty in the run is likely the middle stretch, where Aaron, Russell Dowderman, and colorist Matt Wilson turned Jane Foster into the goddess of thunder and were wildly successful in doing so. That's the legacy that awaits Donny Cates, Nick Klein, and Matt Wilson again entering Thor number one. The War of the Realms is over, and so, if the, and so if the apparent mission statement of King Thor is to be believed, is death in the realms. While I don't necessarily expect the Dark Elves or Muspelheim to remain off-limits for Cates, it's definitely a smart move to take the action away from the Ten Realms after so much focus on them over the past several years. Of course, the other major development and heritage development here is King Thor. Thor is both only recently worthy and only recently anointed king of Asgard. It's not the first time we've seen Thor take the throne, whether in Marvel continuity or in alternate futures, but it's a new role for Thor in the modern Marvel era, and not one without burden. The carefree prince will always be an adventurer first and foremost, and there's a sense here that King Thor, confined to a throne, is the end of those days. As Tony Stark remarks with a sharpie on Mjolnir, enjoy retirement, Thor. When confronted by Loki, Thor displays his newfound all-father force by stopping his throne hammer in mid-air, but also unintentionally reveals the continued difficulty he's having even lifting Mjolnir. I quite appreciate that this thread wasn't simply thrown away because even though the Odin son was finally restored to enough worthiness to wield the hammer at the end of War of the Realms, it's been a long, arduous journey, and Eren's work provides every indication that it will continue to be one for the unsure Thor. 
As for Loki, his role in the Kate's Klein era remains entirely unclear. I can't help but lament the cancellation of Loki's solo series written by Daniel Kibblesmith, as the Prince of Lies will once again have an empty Asgard to play with for the foreseeable future, as we'll talk about in a moment. I'm sure Kate's and Klein have plenty up their sleeve as well. Things are all well and good in Asgard until a Galactus with a severed arm comes crashing to Asgard in my favorite artwork by Klein and Wilson this entire issue. Before passing out, a clearly wounded Galactus desperately tells Thor he's come for help and fears the coming of something called the Black Winter. In order to get to the bottom of Galactus's dire warnings about star plagues and black winters, King Thor calls for a gathering of former heralds of Galactus. Maybe I missed it in the issue, but I actually enjo would enjoy the semantics here. How does Thor reach all of them? Another hammer toss around the cosmos? Sponsored ads on the gram? One wonders. This is also the first of several clear Kates-verse connections, with Donnie's favorite cosmic ghost rider slugging mead at Thor's table. Shouts to Fire Lord and Stardust for joining the party as well. The cosmic ghost rider debuted in Thanos Wins and has since appeared in the Kates-written Cosmic Ghost Rider, five issues that are way better than they have any right to be, and Guardians of the Galaxy. If you don't want his origin spoiled, jump ahead 15 seconds, but the cosmic ghost rider is... A Frank Castle who made a deal with the devil and was once a herald of Galactus and then Thanos' sort of unwilling right hand. For more on these details and their comics well worth reading, I'd highly recommend checking out Comic Book Herald's complete Donny Cates Marvel Universe reading order, which I should be including in the show notes here for you to click. The next major Cates first connection is when Silver Surfer Black shows up to spout some Galactus Origins exposition. It's really not a Galactus wiki party if Norman Rad isn't present. Don't ever question that. If for no other reason, every comic book fan should read Silver Surfer Black for Trad Moore's modern psychedelia, some amazing artwork, but suffice to say after the color-altering five-issue mini, no one is more intimately familiar with Galactus's rebirth than Silver Surfer. This is still the Norn Rad we know and love, although he's been through some stuff lately. That said, Thor's actually quite well acquainted too, as Galactus told him his origin directly way back in 1969's Thor number 168 and 169 by Stanley the Manly and Jack King Kirby. As my work on Comic Book Herald may attest, or as my Marvelous Year readers may know, the podcast where we go through every year of Marvel history from its origins to today, I love no-prizing modern comic book stories into the historical canon, and it's not really that hard to fit the Black Winter into Galactus's origins as they were told by Stan the Man and Jack. For the less familiar, the short version is Galactus was the lone survivor of his universe, more or less finding himself reborn in this universe's Big Bang as the world devourer, a cosmic force of nature. The Surfer concocts the plan that will guide this story arc, revealing five superpowered planets that he has hidden from the World Devourer, which he now plans to deliver to Galactus in order to stop the Black Winter, a larger threat. I'm extremely curious what these very special planets might be, and if there are going to be known cosmic connections that give these planets their unique source of energies. For example, could a planet have a Power Stone or Cosmic Cube at its center? Could one of these be the offspring of Ego the Living Planet? Could one of these planets be the prison Null just left behind after Absolute Carnage? How about ties to April 2020's upcoming Empire event? There are a ton of cool Marvel connections that could come into play here, and I'm excited to see how they'll be revealed over the course of Thor. So everyone in this you know, party gathering is all set to go out for dinner when Galactus shouts wildcard bees and reveals that his vision of his second death showed him Thor as the cause. He is not here for help as much as he claims to be. In order to keep an eye on Thor, then, he turns him into the band leader for a Norwegian death metal act that uses rat teeth as guitar picks and also his latest herald. This is the big issue ending, cliffhanger, and while it's clearly supposed to be the ah oh, hell yeah moment, it's actually the part of the comic I enjoyed the least. Turning heroes into heralds of Galactus is kinda overplayed. Mark Wade 
just did this with Doctor Strange in his run, and I was already very much on board with the action and plot. I might be in the minority here, because Thor, as a all-father, Herald of Galactus, is kind of a big, cool cosmic idea, but honestly, it felt cool enough to me just going on an adventure with the big G himself. Either way, I'm super excited for issue number two and for this new era of Thor and the Kate's verse. What do you think? Was Thor number one a worthy follow-up to War of the Realms? Is Herald of Thunder a good idea? Leave some comments here on the YouTube channel. Please consider liking and subscribing if you like the content. And, of course, you can always go and check out comicsbookherald.com as well as the podcast, Best Comics Ever and My Marvel This Year, for more of my work and navigating the Marvel Universe. I'm going to be back here next week on YouTube and podcast channels talking about, I believe we have a Venom number 22, so that'll be the Cates of Hell number 2 coming up, as well as our regularly scheduled Kraken Krakoa, Kraken Krakoa even, exploration of the X-Men universe. Thanks everyone for listening, as always, and enjoy the comics.